Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFLs. Um, it is a podcast where uh, four entrepreneur capitalists sit down and you pitch them your ideas. Um, some people walk out with a deal, some people won't. Um, my name is Jacob Wilkinson. <laughs> I'm Drew Wade, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're joined by uh, two very special guests, two returning guests to this show, the other two current members of next season sports media, Brendan and Cameron. Hello, boys. What's going on? What's going on, yo? <laughs> uh, m- listeners hopefully will recognize Brendan from the good NBA podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. Cameron is an underachiever in the podcasting game, I'm afraid. So <laughs> I am, <laughs> but we're, we're going to put you to work today. So, <laughs> um, I, do you guys want to give the listeners a little bit of an introduction to your relationship with this beautiful sport we call football? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I, I would call myself an expert in all things sports, but not an expert in all things American football. Mm-hmm. It's not my strong suit, but I, I I do enjoy football. I call myself a Patriots fan, uh, which got, brought me a lot of pain last year. Finally, um, <laughs> oh, for you, yeah, for real. <laughs> most most listeners recognize me as the guy that thinks Derek Carr is an elite quarterback and correctly guessed mm-hmm. them to beat the Chiefs last year. Um, I also incorrectly predicted the Raiders to win about seven other games. So <laughs> that that's uh that's all you need to know about me. Perfect. Hey, and, well, I am Brendan. Uh, I am a Chargers fan, and you will <laughs> know me as the guy who played as the coin in my episode. <laughs> as NFL is, I I just kinda... about <laughs> <laughs> because I figured you could make an argument either way, and so I'll just in take any, the coin side. Any NFL game, I like that. I appreciate your commitment to the randomness of it all. Well, cool beans. <laughs> Um, it's exciting to have you both here. Uh, today we're going to do something a little new as Drew and I continue to force ourselves to do eight episodes before the season starts for no reason. So, uh, (laughs) um, so today we're going to do a hot takes episode, basically each of us four, um, uh, what, what would the word be for our, for like, like what Uh, is our uh, position pundits at, at next season sports media was experts. Experts, hmm. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> armchair quarterbacks. Yeah, armchair quarterbacks. <laughs> armchair quarter pundits, maybe just to be safe. So, yeah, all four of us AQPs on the uh, on the next season sports media team have brought three hot takes that we have uh, about the season, some predictions we have about how things are going to be, some readings we're getting that other people aren't getting. Before we get into that, um, just to kind of touch on preseason games as we have been doing, I have – uh, uh, Brendan and Cameron, have you guys been watching the preseason at all? I came out as very anti preseason last week. <laughs> I'm the same way, actually. Mm-hmm. I I don't like to watch preseason games that much. I pay attention to the young quarterbacks a little bit mm-hmm. and seeing how they're doing, but it's hard to get a good feel for these teams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would I would have to say I agree. Also, I view preseason games all like movie trailers. Mm-hmm. You might kind of get an idea of what's going to happen, but it, it all goes out the window once the season starts for me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, one of my biggest fears from preseason, like a reason that I usually am pretty hard set on not watching them myself is because I'm worried that I'm going to get like way too much false hope from them, especially like the Broncos right now have put up like, I think we just went 30 to three on the Seahawks. And like um, last week we went like 33 to six or something like that on the Vikings. So mm-hmm. if I had actually sat down and watched those two games, I, I don't know, I might have like way too much hope right now. So that's sort of why I try to keep myself like a good two or three arms lengths away from the games. Um, but Andrew, have you been keeping up any more? So I saw that the Eagles put up quite a performance against yeah, Champs Patriots. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a very, very in- intriguing game to watch. Um, I actually, leading up to the game, was a little excited to watch it because I wanted to see how Jalen Hurts was going to do. And then uh, right before the game, they're like, nope, psych, he's not playing. He's got a stomach infection. And then they trotted Joe Flacco out onto the field, and that was the worst worst experience i've ever had watching football i was watching <laughs> joe flacco play in the preseason for the eagles so what was the final score i know it was like zero to 30 something 35 right to zero <laughs> yeah 35 <laughs> so that just goes to show you how crap the preseason is obviously that would never ever happen uh in the regular season. Yeah, I definitely can't see the Eagles game. dropping 35 to 0 to the Patriots this year. Nah, certainly not. <laughs> um how 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 have the Chargers been doing in the preseason? I haven't even like seen I- either of their games, I don't think. Yeah, Herbert hasn't been playing, so mm-hmm. we really don't have any feel. Uh, we don't really have a tight end right now, but we do have four new offensive linemen, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. They did beat the Rams. So oh, did they exciting. really? Yeah, thirteen to six. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta Oof. you gotta put some respect on did Donald play that game? No, Parham's name, dude. Former XFL star playing tight end for the Chargers. I oh, mean, boy, Donald Parham. I'm Parham, I'm shocked you yeah. can come back from the XFL. Is is the XFL still a thing? Like, surely COVID killed it, right? I mean, The Rock just bought it. Uh, yeah, a couple months ago, so. liquidated. I thought. <laughs> hey, they they also have a uh, wide receiver Austin Prohl stand out for the Seattle Dragons of the XFL. Oh. Oh, boys, the Seattle Dragons. That's a pretty cool team name. I like Seattle, and Dragon is like one of the best mascots you can choose for a professional sports team. I feel like I think I'm behind. That's my XFL team. I've decided. Just now. Yeah, I just decided. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, what even? I, not to like make this an XFL podcast, but I don't even understand like what the differences are. Isn't it like the games are faster or something like that? Or, like downs are shorter. Um, Do any of you know? Who's <laughs> our expert? There's uh, the, the kickoff is a lot different. You're not allowed to move until the guy catches the kickoff. Um, oh. So makes that a little safer, more exciting. Some say. I think the best rule, in my opinion, is the overtime. Uh, instead of like a whoever scores first overtime, it's like it's like a penalty shootout in soccer. You get the ball on the five yard line, and if you score, that's one. Then the other team gets it on the five. Best oh yeah, of that's five. cool. cool overtime. Cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the other the other big difference is the players aren't nearly as good. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, isn't it like also because it's kind of it comes from like wrestling, right? Like it's kind of yeah. more focused on like the like the the storylines rather than like the games themselves. Like the players are supposed to be like characters almost. 
Yeah, the original XFL was a lot like that. And then yeah. the, the one that got revived in 2020 was trying to go a little bit more legit, but they kept some of the showmanship, which was really cool. Like they had interviews on the sidelines after plays, and players were just cussing like crazy. That's awesome. they, <laughs> it was, so it's funny, I guess. And then yeah. I, I think one of the coolest parts was they had some of the coaches mic'd up, and so their plays would be broadcast, like their play oh, calling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really awesome. cool. Wow. All right. Well, tune in in March for XFL is, I guess. But today, uh, <laughs> today we're going to get. I think, I think Jerry and I have joked about doing XFL is before. I, there's no way I could watch like a game of that. Uh, me, and, me and Cameron were like seriously talking about doing an XFL podcast, and then the XFL like fell apart, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron COVID kind of destroyed it. Yeah. You were like, you wrote an article for a website, I'm pretty sure, for the XFL. Yeah. Yeah. I was working. Not working, but uh, it was just kind of like a collective of all the fans, XFL.com or something like that. But yeah, I wrote a Power Rankings article and put a lot of time into it, actually. I was really proud of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Heck yeah. All right, cool beans. Okay, well, um, I guess enough of the XFL in the preseason. Two football organizations that surely do not matter. We're going to talk about hot sit takes to get into uh, this season. So I'm going to start it off with one of our hosts here, Brennan. What is one of your hot takes for the 2021 NFL season? All right. I don't know. Do I go hot or do I go light here? Are we ramping these up? Uh, you might want to go on the ramp. I can, I'm kind of, I kind of F with the ramp up. I think I'm, okay. I'm taking a, I'm on the ramp for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. do it. So I got a, I got an easy one here. Um, and it is that Corey Davis on the jets who, and the Titans released him this mm-hmm. last year. will have more receiving yards this year than Julio Jones. Ooh. That is, you know, I, I I don't I don't really hate that because I mean he doesn't have AJ Brown on the Jets and I mean their next best target is probably Elijah Moore who mm-hmm. is they've been raving about him and like trading trading oh my gosh training camp wow um but I mean he's a rookie so we haven't really seen anything out of him yet Corey Davis former number five overall pick. Um, I think, I don't know. I think a new fresh start could be good for him. So I don't really hate this. Yeah. Also another thing that, um, I've definitely said a couple of times about Julio Jones already this year is, um, I don't know how quickly, like they're going to actually start relying on him, uh, because very clearly last year there was like, but one Avenue of success for the Titans. Um, and that was giving it to Derek <laughs> and and just seeing how far he could take it. Um, and realistically, like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's October or November before Julio Jones is receiving, like, as many passes as Derek Henry is receiving handoffs. Um, that could certainly affect things a little bit. Um, what, what kind of was your thought process with this take, Brennan? I have this new QB, Zach Miller, their rookie, and they're going to, He's going to be starting. And from the preseason game, they only had a couple possessions, but I believe he was targeted six times on that first possession yeah. and caught five of them. So he's definitely the number one in Zach's eyes, and yeah. that's going to be the person throwing the ball. So there we go. And I don't see Julio uh, being that big of a threat, actually, for Tennessee this year. Ooh. That's all. That's almost the real hot yeah, take. Oh that's my gosh. The real hot take there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> what What do you think about all this, Cameron? I I think it's realistic to a certain extent 
I think a lot of pieces have to fall into place, though, because I think Julio is going to be a workhorse for the Titans, honestly, with Donnie Smith leaving. Yeah. And obviously, Corey Davis is gone. You know, those are two big targets that Ryan Tannehill could rely on to just always get the ball to him. And that play-action passing game, they're going to rely on Julio a ton, I feel like. Mm. With the Jets, I think there's a couple options to to spread around. I think Jamison Crowder, you know, missed a couple of games last year due to injury, but in the 12 games he did play was, you know, a a top-choice wide receiver. So I think Corey Davis is going to have to compete for touches. I think he's going to get a ton of them. But Mm. more yards than Julio Jones, better season than Julio Jones. I don't know, man. They're called hot takes for a reason. That's a good one to start on. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of nervous to hear the other two that Brennan brought to the table. Audacity says we're 12 minutes in, and I've already heard Brennan say that Julio Jones is not going to be a weapon for the Titans this year. So, <laughs> so do, hold on. Do you think do you think Zach Wilson's going to stop throwing to Corey Davis once he realizes he's not a uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Oh my gosh, I hadn't even considered. <laughs> yeah, that's something you definitely have to take into consideration. The BYU, for, BYU boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. If you right, ain't Drew. rolling with Brigham, you ain't rolling with me, buddy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'll go ahead and point guard pass the ball to Drew here. The second one. Wait, real quick. Do we want to? Um, rate takes or something like that we didn't talk for the show but do we want to like one to ten how likely the take comes true or something like that i think that's maybe a good hmm. i if if i just had to gut check on brennan's i i i'm saying like a four like i definitely see paths to this happening but i like realistically to me like eat one of the paths would have to like come into fruition for it to like i just don't see these two having like normal these two teams and these two players having like normal seasons and this coming to be a thing Mm -hmm. um unless the jets are just way better than everybody thinks they are so yeah like a four i think for me like that um i'm gonna zag a little bit here and go a totally different rating scale Uh, i'm gonna give that one a jalapeno pepper (laughs) (laughs) it's not like unbearably hot so there you go. All right, Kim. Now you come up with your own system for grading hot takes. Well, I think uh, pepper hotness is rated in Scovels. That's true. Um, so uh, I'm going to give this one like 2 million Scovels. Oh, man. Oh. That's like Carolina Reaper levels right there. Jalapeno, uh, yeah. for those who are listening, is about seven to 9,000 Scovels. Shout out to Drew. Did you no, just know that? <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, I think it's eight million Scoville, like one of those like single chip challenges things. You know those uh, things. The, yeah, the pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. The gas station next to my house sells them, and I was mm. thinking about, I was thinking about buying one for a sub goal on Twitch. Like if I get to like fifty subs, I would eat one of those. Oh man, I will personally yeah. sub to you fifty times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two million Scovels. <laughs> so that's what you're going with cam two million scovels here on this take two million scovels wow that's spicy all right cool beans okay well so i believe brennan has point guard passed it to drew yeah i've just and, been and, hanging around the three-point line the whole time <laughs> in two the ball. Podcast yeah. fashion. Um, so all right what you got andy andy mag hit us okay so 
Um, I'll go with this one. AFC West this year, I'm saying every team in the AFC West is going to go 3-3 three and three in the division. <laughs> They're all going to split with each other. It's, uh, it's funny that you say that because I actually also thought about this as one of my really? takes. Yeah, what? for sure. Uh, yeah, because I, I, it's funny because I think we made this prediction about the NFC West. Um, yes. And I think that like the two West divisions, the teams in those divisions historically to me strike me as like having each other's number in a way that like the other divisions don't ever strike me as, as having. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, especially like with the stronger ones on the way down. But I mean, like Cam already brought up like this very surprising Oakland win last year over um, KC. One Las of Vegas. the only one of the only two losses that KC took last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Uh, I, I, this kind of will tie into uh, two of my hot takes are about the AFC West, so I'm trying not to say too much here. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think like I, I don't even though I put them number one like coming into the season, I don't think that KC is going to have a phenomenal year, like their best year ever. Um, the Broncos defense is shoring up specifically. Uh, the Chargers, like whenever they aren't in terrible shape, have traditionally split the series 1-1. And um, okay. Gruden basically put everything into that game, like pre- preparation-wise last year, and um, really like pulled out with that one. So yeah, like, like I said, like the two West divisions to me are the places where this is most likely to happen. Um, I, I think that this... Might not be a, a cold take outside of this call, but yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on this one, Drew. I'm curious what our hosts think about it because we talk about the West <laughs> a lot on this show. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, just thinking about this one, I think one of my hot takes is also about the AFC West. So I'm going to keep my oh, cards boy. close to the chest mm-hmm. here, but I, I think you're spot on, Jacob. Like this division just goes back and forth in these games. Like, even when the Broncos or the Raiders aren't having a great season, they always seem to get their wins in the division. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really likely for all of these teams to go three and three, honestly. Mm-hmm. I got to say that I don't think that's possible at all. Oh, what are we wow. talking about with the Raiders here? Going <laughs> three and three in the division? Like with the Chiefs in the same division? The Raiders last year, they finished what, seven and nine? One of those seven wins was against the Chiefs. But if I'm not mistaken, four of those wins were divisional. <laughs> also, no, so. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it with the Broncos either. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I de- I definitely think that it, it stops with the Raiders. The Broncos, um, like, it should be in better shape than they have been like post Peyton. So, like, I'm more comfortable with it happening this year than like any of the years before it. But like, up until this, like. We're after Peyton and the Chiefs are after acquiring Mahomes. That was basically the only point in history ever where the Broncos like did anything worse than even in this series. Um, and like, I don't think we had lost in Denver to KC like this century, basically, until our significant quarterback gap started opening up in the last four years. So I don't know. Like, I, I feel pretty good about Denver beating KC in in Denver this year, and I haven't the last few years, but. It definitely does stop with with uh, Las Vegas for me, but that being said, I mean I did not see Las Vegas beating any of the three teams last year, and they did manage to take a win off of all three, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know. I'm just kind of done counting them out in the divisional games. I think, um, yeah. 
how how hot are we calling this one? This one's spicy. I don't know. I dude. I I mean, like uh, to to go back to my own grading system of like likelihood. Like I'm giving this like a seven or an eight. I actually really do think it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like if we're if we're seeing everybody going three three unlocked of it being like one one in every individual series, that like seems extremely likely to me. But then also like it being like if the only two options are what like a rock paper scissors type deal or like everybody going one one like that kind of seems like the safest bet to me. So yeah, I don't know. I, I like this take, Drew. <laughs> Cameron? <laughs> uh, to use my Scoville scale, I'm going to put this one at about 2,000 Scovilles. Wow. Um, but uh, in terms of likelihood, I'd give this one like an 8 or 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think this is going to happen. I think this is how this division is going to play out. Yeah, for sure. So Could just a this... one, one naysayer here. Yeah, just the one naysayer. The one hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this hot take a D. Um, wow! Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's yeah. um, never made which in my life, so that you have it. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first DM, Yeah, so I'm a little afraid to tell my parents about that, but <laughs> maybe maybe I can get by without them knowing. All right, so my first one out of the way. I've got the ball right under the rim. Got a wide open dunk to take the lead in game seven. But oh, yes. this ooh, is... I'm gonna pass it to Cameron here for Cameron's hot take. Thank you, Ben Simmons. Oh, so, <laughs> my first hot take. I'm I'm gonna go with the most mild of my three as well, right here. I predict a team with a losing record to win one playoff game this year. Ooh. Uh, ooh. I went through. This was way too early to do this. I picked every single game of the season, winner and loser, and uh, came up with my playoff teams and my playoff bracket. I you think... just ran a accumulation. That's awesome. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I, like, I got to do one of these. This sounds like so much fun, actually. It was, it was actually, I really enjoyed doing it. I was like, well, I could see this game going this way, but you have no idea because injuries, yeah. you, you would literally have no clue. But I would love I'm to, ex- like, keep the like the final results but lock away the game details so i can't like reference yeah. it during the season and then like check it against like my week to week oh my gosh i'm doing this yeah. okay i i'm definitely doing it i, I want to see how <laughs> accurate i am i i had a really good season last year but that's beside the point i think the philadelphia eagles are gonna go eight and nine and find themselves in a playoff game against the Taysom hill led new orleans saints and find Ooh. a way to squeak out a win that's my hot take there are squeezed in another wow. hot take in there. There are like three yeah. hot takes in here that I there were there are like three. This is a mix of takes right here. I, I think yeah. I think first of all, I think the Eagles are gonna be much better. I think Jalen Hurts is gonna have a good season. And I think eight and nine is gonna be enough to win that division. And the one I snuck in there, I think Taysom Hill is what everybody wanted Tim Tebow to be in the NFL. And I think he deserves to start for the Saints. Yeah, I actually don't I uh I I kind of am rooting for Jameis um and I think that the Saints are kind of also rooting to like find themselves in like a like a Jameis play style because I feel like you can get better returns off of that like at the top but I also do think that Taysom Hill in all likelihood is probably going to be like the the quarterback by playoffs like if they do make it to playoffs um so on on that front I'm with you. Now, on the front of the Saints switching to Taysom Hill, making it to the playoffs, the Eagles also winning the division, but staying <laughs> under, uh, staying under like 500, and then the Eagles beating the Saints. That, like, every time I add a new sentence onto this, it's it's a little harder for me to believe. But um, 
I, I think Taysom, I'm, I'm right there with you, like at the end of the season. I do think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good year. We're actually going to talk about that um, in a minute here. But mm, um, I don't think that the Eagles are going to have a, a phenomenal year, though. And it's hard for me to give the Giants or the Eagles any fighting chance in this division. Um, but I do see a world where it, like if we if we go to just like the very basic take of a team with a negative win loss will like win the playoffs i actually kind of do see a world where the washington ends with about the same record but wins the first round this time um mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's, ex- that's exactly what i was thinking i was yeah. thinking that uh the red wolves could potentially be the same thing red mm-hmm. wolves yes <laughs> uh what do you think andrew um i uh, let's go take by take here. Um, <laughs> one of almost one of my hot takes was a team in the NFC East is going to have eleven plus wins. Uh, I did not make that one of my hot takes, but uh. <laughs> I, I see a future where that could happen because uh, Dallas's offense, for one, is uh, great. No denying that their defense is the only thing holding them back. Um, Washington, great defensive front. Uh, if they can get some good games out of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I can see a world where that happens. Um, I could also see a world where the Eagles win. The, the only team that can't win this division, in my eyes, is the Giants, just yeah. because they're sort of like a crap show right now. Um, so that's that, eight and nine division winner is actually. I mean, it's not a super hot take in general, but uh, to me, I don't really see that happening this year. Um, but as far as like you know, Eagles beating Taysom Hill led Saints. I mean, that already happened last December. So. Uh, with a very similar looking team. So that's not uh, yeah, I guess that's true. out of the question. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I like this world. I like the world where the Eagles win <laughs> a playoff game. That would make me happy. Or or so. see a playoff game. <laughs> or see a playoff game, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they excellent. can buy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I I start like I guess in order of of the points, I start at like an eight and then go down to like a seven six five four until we're down to like a three or a two after <laughs> after every condition is applied. But I like this thing. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one a B mm. uh, because I I do see the scenario where a team makes it in this division, uh, only winning eight games, and I also can see the Saints losing in the first round. That's possible to me too. Yeah, that cool. seems the most likely. I think yeah. out of everything said, there. yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially if you make it quarterback like agnostic or whatever. Like the the chances of the Saints losing with one of their two quarterbacks in the first round is seems like highly likely to me, actually. So, um, yeah. yeah. What, what are you going to grade this, Andrew? Mm, I'm I'm just going to go with the. Uh... Just a bell pepper here. Not mm. super. It's not hot. Uh, no, not a bell pepper. I'll go banana pepper. I mean, there's a little tang, mm. little cool. nibble, but not super hot. Cool. Who knew the uh, the metaphors would be so artistic today? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're really on top of it. <laughs> well, I got my pass and immediately changed the sport. I <laughs> took the ball down the right wing and sent a cross into Jacob's forehead for his first hot take. Put it in the oven. Oh, yeah, it's me, Jacob, with the forehead. I'm going to pop this bad boy in here. All right, let's talk. Um, (laughs) Let's talk specifically about Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that the Eagles – I think, like, the hot – 
the hottest take when it comes to the Eagles, in my opinion, like out of all the takes floating around about this team right now, is that they're going to be like like bottom two teams in the league with the Texans. I, I think out of all of the takes that I'm seeing about the Eagles, that one is to me the the most hot, the most absurd. Um, yeah, I don't see that. Like, I keep seeing people, and also say the most prevalent, things. right? Like, are you yeah. seeing people say this? Yeah, like yeah. it's like, what are you seeing that I'm not? Like, I don't think they're right. going to be world beaters, but that's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this is like it's it's a little bit of a poverty franchise. They don't have like a whole lot going for them. They're they're banking it all on like this younger quarterback. So I understand why people are like hesitant to give them six wins. Like, I get that, but like I I I have some faith in this team to have a, a decent year. Um. I don't really see them breaking 500, but I do have faith in them to pick up six or seven, mostly because of Jalen Hurts. I really, really like Jalen Hurts. Um, and one thing I really like about Jalen Hurts is something that I mentioned loving about Lamar on our last episode, which is this dude is crazy on his feet. And I think that every quarterback in the league is going to need to be crazy on their feet in a good two or three years here um, as the quarterback rushing like, continues to become a part of this league. So... With all that being said, my hot take, Jalen Hurts will be the third quarterback to hit 1,000 rushing yards this year. Um, I believe the two before him were Michael Vick, who was an Eagles quarterback at the time, and Lamar Jackson, who is a current quarterback. So, like, I, that's a pretty good, like, pair, like, of, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, Jalen, yeah. I think, would fit pretty comfortably into that trio. Um, this dude, like, ran the college scene in two different like really well-known schools by like taking it when he needed to take it. I don't love the Eagles O-line, <laughs> which means I think he's going to be like scrambling around a lot anyway. Don't love their receiving core that off that much either. So like, I think he can do it and I think he's probably going to need to do it more than other quarterbacks. So uh, this is something that I think is actually pretty likely to, to happen this year. So yeah, Jalen hurts 1000 rushing yards, 2021. There you go. Right. I love it. <laughs> I, I love to see this feature, obviously. Uh, one note that I do have, the Eagles O-line uh, was absolutely trash last year. Mm. You're right about that. But they've actually got people, a, a bunch of people come back from injury. Um, and that's actually might be the strongest point out of the team this year. Oh, really? Uh, if yeah. everybody stays healthy. Yeah. So, but I mean, that doesn't uh, take away the fact that, hey, if none of his receivers are open, he's liable to tuck and run. So, mm. I mean. And that's something that I love about him. Like, I loved when Michael Vick was on our team and he would have huge rushing games. I loved, I mean, Donovan McNabb did that to a lesser extent when I was growing up. So that's something I love to see. So I like the take. Cool. Yeah, I like this one too. Oh, I'll go ahead. Go there, Brendan. Sorry, but I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> um, I, I historically have never been a huge fan of running quarterbacks. I always like a pocket passer. I'm a Patriots mm. fan. You know, Tom Brady is, right, of course, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady is my, my bread and butter. Um, but that being said, watching Jalen Hurts last year, watching Lamar Jackson the past couple of seasons, mm. I'm starting to, like, really jump on the running quarterback hype train. Like, it's so much fun to watch. Yes. And, like, plays that I'm used to just being – like throwing the ball out of bounds because you're going to get sacked mm -hmm. all of a sudden turn it into 60 yard gains and mm -hmm. massive like momentum swings. It's so much fun to watch. I think Jalen hurts has huge potential uh, to really break out this year. You know, the reins of this team are his now, like mm -hmm. they're, they're going to give him the ball and he's going to have to prove what he can do with it. 
So I, I think he's poised for a really good season. I like the take. Cool. Brennan? That uh, room seems to just love him uh, there in Philly. So, yeah. yeah. And you heard that. And we also heard that he was running a lot uh, in the preseason or in the training camp games they were playing against the other teams. So, yeah, the joint practices. Yeah, he was running a lot in those. So, this is a great take. Cool. Heck yeah. People are going to listen to this and be like, they're all agreeing again. <laughs> they they no. added two more people and said, bring bad opinions. And they're still hey, agreeing. Listen, listen, listen. This, this is this the is bottom round of the one. ramp. Yeah, yeah that's right. Where, that's going to get. I, it. I think you guys are going to hate my other takes. Oh boy. I, did you already tell us one of them? Like in the message thread a couple weeks ago? No, I did not. I just sent you okay. my power rankings. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Which you guys hated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cameron criminally underrated the Rams, in my opinion, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> Grade me up, boys. What do you got? I will give this go one. Oh, good. I keep on jumping in in front of people. Bad podcast, daddy <laughs> kid. It goes to show which one of us hasn't recorded these in a while. Uh, I will. I will give this one. Uh, you know, to be fair, the thousand yards is the big mark, so I'm going to give this one about one million scobles. Okay. Uh, but I, I do think it's fairly likely. I give it like a six out of ten. Cool. Heck yeah. I'm gonna go with a, a chili pepper here, hotter mm-hmm. than a jalapeno. Uh, Really great flavor, though. I really enjoy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have to give this one an A. This seems like one of the milestones in Madden that you got to hit to get an XP oh, for yeah. your player. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this will be the stat that puts Jalen Hurts on the Madden cover next year. <laughs> also, to, to put some context to the hotness of this take, you mentioned this has been done by two other people. Mm-hmm. It just Michael Vick, just Lamar Jackson. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson's actually done it twice. So yeah. technically there's been three seasons where this has happened. Yeah. Ever. And I mean, the fact that Lamar Jackson has done it twice, like in the last like three years, should should show that I, I think that like, I think that this is going to this number is going to ramp up heavily in my opinion. Yeah. Like I like in 10 years I think it's going to be like it's crazy that there had only been 4000 yard quarterback rushing seasons. We had four last year. <laughs> like <laughs> so, like but um yeah, for now I Jalen Hurts is definitely like going to be one of the pioneers alongside Lamar on that play style in my opinion. <clears throat> so with that um I guess I'll send it back to Brendan um all the way over in phone microphone land. What you got for us? burn me <laughs> after that uh, last one you guys aren't gonna like this one. Oh boy i just i'll just go out and say it uh the tampa bay buccaneers are going to be the super bowl champions once again uh, <laughs> <laughs> i like the take wrong <laughs> they're bringing back 11 out of 11 starters and they're having more time with antonio brown and he'd been living in tom brady's house and honestly that's all i needed to hear that chemistry undoubtedly it's going to be crazy or they're going to hate each other the two most toxic <laughs> men in football how 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 will they interact <laughs> um, brady kisses his children on the lips that's not toxic <laughs> yeah, i guess that's fair i guess toxic isn't the right word for yeah. that but uh, <laughs> maybe antonio brown uh, i was about to say problematic but then i remembered you know we still got some <laughs> houston's news up in the air so i don't know maybe nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, let me let me dive in here. Um, there's, I'm not taking anything away from the Buccaneers last season. They, mm-hmm. the way that they turned things around, probably like the 
mid to late portion of the regular season and the way they played in the playoffs was phenomenal. But um, I think if it was a normal year with uh, normal playoff crowds, then they would not have won three straight uh, away playoff games in a row. Because that was a big part of what made last year different was these opposing teams could come in and they could be like making audibles and everybody would be able to hear on offense. Whereas if you're in a playoff game, there's a whole lot more pressure. It's a ton louder when you're visiting, you're on the field on offense. Uh, I just don't think they win those three games in a row on the road last year. So with the fans coming back with Aaron Rodgers spite season part two, I don't, I don't see the Buccaneers making it to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I, I don't see the, I, I, I'm a little skeptical about the fans. Like I definitely think like I, I'm kind of being cautious about, about calling this like a return to form season. Cause I just don't like really see it being that in a lot of ways. And I think especially by playoff time, it's really, really not going to be um, yeah. because realistically, like we're probably still going to be dealing with this until like late next year. Like if I'm being honest. So um, I, I, the reason that I've been kind of skeptical about the Buccaneers isn't because e- even if like the crowds aren't necessarily returning to form, a lot of other teams rosters are like, I think a lot of like players are kind of being like, Oh, okay, well this isn't a one season thing anymore. Like this is like just maybe something we're going to have to deal with. Like, a, a, cause I don't want to give away my career to COVID or whatever. Um, I don't see them winning the game. If the chiefs were in any better shape, I don't see them winning the game. Like if there were less opt outs on basically all three of the teams that they had to play on their route there. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to like lose to Washington or anything like that, but I, I just like, I, I think I've said this specifically on the show a few times already, but like the Buccaneers to me reached a certain level last year. That was, that was what it took. And they're, like really invested in just reaching that level again. And I have a feeling that the level that other teams are going to bring to the table is just going to surpass that this year. Um, and also something that I don't hear people talk about enough is that like, uh, kind of like referring to what Drew said, the Buccaneers were pretty unimpressive to me for a large majority of the regular season last year. It didn't really come to fruition until the playoffs in December. So or December and then the playoffs. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about your takes, Brennan. I gotta say. <laughs> well, they will be true. So, <laughs> well, Brendan, I'll agree with you. I think this is a fantastic take. Hey, I think the Buccaneers will almost certainly make it to the Super Bowl this year. I think the Packers are the only team that could realistically even win a game against the Buccaneers in the NFC. Um, they like they didn't perform in the regular season last year at the beginning, but they they figured it out and put together one of, if not the most dominant performances in a Super Bowl, like in yeah. Super Bowl history, like the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Hello? Like, that that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. They, and people say stuff about the offensive line, but they they still didn't score a touchdown. Like, I, I don't know how bad can your offensive line be that you can't put the ball in the end zone in the biggest game that you're going to play in for who knows how long. And mm-hmm. You know, you, you said eleven of eleven coming back. They're all, they're Only also two teams. They have eleven, also, 11 starters. They also have all eleven on Here's defense coming back. Yeah, they're actually bringing back twenty two out of twenty two. Yeah, that point. yeah. Wait, oh, who's, wow. the, who's the other team with the full offense? Couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Packers are bringing back ten of eleven. 
That's yeah. the next level insight you get here on NFLOS. <laughs> I, I know there's one two, the but I don't know who the other one is. One of the other 31 teams is also bringing back 11. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I, so that's how Cam feels. Drew, did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and give it my rating. Um, I'm going to give this one an orange bell pepper. It's not spicy because I feel like a lot of people think the Bucks will be back. And I don't yeah. particularly like it that much. Yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah, I think that like this might be a hot take on NFLs, like, yes. but I, like in in the world at, at large, that this is probably the one of like one of the coldest takes in football right now. So um, likelihood though, six or seven. I obviously consider the Rams to also be a contender um, on top of uh, Cam's like Green Bay thing but i but i will say like even though there's a lot of teams in the nfc that i'm kind of excited about i still believe that the afc is like significantly stronger and so i really don't see a team outside of green bay or lar like taking that spot in the super bowl away um like buccaneers are definitely top three in the nfc to me at the very least so like yeah i i would get this like a like a seven or an eight on likelihood but it's a cold cold take (laughs) definitely a leftover take yeah (laughs) Yeah, that, that's a 1,000 Scoville take for me as well. I like it. I like the stock. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like not, the stock. The, not the hottest take for me. Maybe just because I agree with it a lot. Mm. Well, I had to bring it to you boys because I know how you feel about this team. Yeah, I was going to say on this show, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, on this show, yeah. This, I mean, this is about as hot as a take. I've heard a lot of Bucks slander here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a bug slander. On this show, the Bills are way better than they actually are, and the Bucks are way worse than they actually are. Yeah. And that's just how it is. <laughs> Very true. Alrighty, well, I'll pass back to Drew. All right. Um, so if you've listened to our other off-season episodes, this might come as a little bit of a surprise, but I've been warming up to the Steelers more as the off-season goes on. I don't think they're going to obviously fool everybody and start out 11-0 this season. But I don't think they're going to be bad. And that leads into my take. I think we're going to have another repeat of off love last year. And we're going to have three teams from the AFC North in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. The Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Right. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to be the first reactor every time. So I'll let one of the other two. I'll go first. Yeah. I, I think this take is really spicy. Yeah. Not because I think the Steelers will be bad. I think the Steelers will be a good team this year. I've got them winning like 10 games. I, I think the only problem with it is the fact that the Ravens and the Browns are also really good. They're just going to trade games with each other. And I don't think we're going to see three teams with enough wins out of that division to, to take two yeah. wild card spots. Not I think the, it'll be, it'll be hard, I think, because AFC is stacked. And yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. The AFC wild card race this year is is going to be just as insane as it was last year if not more so in my opinion um yeah i i, I would say the wild cards are going to be one per division and the south isn't going to get one that, yeah that's yes. the way i see it shaking I think out that's a great take <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think if there honestly if there's a division in the afc that's likely to have three teams in the playoffs to me i'm almost looking at the east more so than the mm-hmm. uh north um because i think like I think that the East is pretty on lock for the Bills, but I think that the Dolphins and Patriots are both going to have really great like double digit win years. So yeah, and all um, of them get to play the Jets twice. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so like I I think the Steelers will be great too. I just think that the like the the 
wild cards race is going to be hard for every division in the AFC. And um, yeah, I, I think what Cam said is probably most likely second, most likely being that the East gets a second spot, but I'd like this take a lot and it would be cool to see the Steelers potentially like fighting with the Ravens as like second best in this division. Um, if, if, if the popular conclusion that the Browns are going to actually end up like passing them a little bit this year proves to be the case, but like, yeah, the gap between those two and the Steelers for me is just a, a problematic feat for the, for the Steelers to deal with. Um, what do you think okay. about that? Brendan? I couldn't see the Steelers uh, or can't see them doing worse than eight and eight or eight, and nine this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they'll be in the mix. I'm a little worried about the Ravens actually. Because I've heard a lot about Lamar potentially being a little banged up. And then Marquise Brown, who's his number one target, has been hurt and not been at camp. So, I don't know. I'm a little worried about them. Mm-hmm. I think I like their defense enough to keep them in games, even if they're banged up on offense a little bit. And I think Lamar will probably figure it out just because, uh-huh. I mean, he's Lamar. He's Lamar. He has to. Lamar, yeah. yeah. He's so freaking good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I... Yeah, uh, likelihood of so so. What's the take? The direct, the exact take being the three teams in the AFC North are going to be in the playoffs. I I think the likelihood of that is like a like a three or a four. But um, I am curious in that world. That sounds like a like a fun AFC world for me. I, I think I'm open to it. I I just I'm so tired of the Steelers like somehow being relevant. Like even when it doesn't feel like like last year was like the quintessential <laughs> Steeler season for me because like. It was when they were being talked about the most when I felt like they mattered the least. And that's just like mm. always how I feel about the Steelers. Like just they're, they are always way much, way too much a part of the conversation in my opinion. Um, yeah. I would say about 500,000 Scobles for this take. <laughs> All oh, three of them yeah. making the playoffs. I think the Steelers will be good, but I think it's a, it's a very good hot take to say that three teams from the North are going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a B plus because I can see it happening, but I'm a little weary of the Ravens and the Steelers. But yeah, yeah. but all three teams will be in the mix. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this is Cleveland's division, though. Like, do, I, I know that Drew agrees. Do you two hosts agree? Is that kind of what I'm hearing from you guys as well? Yeah, I think, I think the Ravens win on a tiebreaker. I think the Ravens and Browns will have the same record, but the Ravens will do better in the division. Woo! All right, I like that take. Ooh, that me. was a freebie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I'll send it over to Mr. Camaldino for his next one. Yeah, all right. This is going to build off of Brendan's hot take with the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. Sure. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the first team to win 17 regular season football games in NFL oh history. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Get me out of here. Oh you guys God. told me hot takes. These are fresh out the oven. Oof, that is that true. Is... You know what? You guys you guys brought the heat and you both brought Buccaneer positive Buccaneer takes to this show, which oh, is it... as hot as it can get. So And just just to expand on my, my point in my camulation where I simulated every regular season game fifty thousand times in my head. Um, <laughs> The Buccaneers came out on average between 14 and 16 regular season wins, but I can see them winning all 17. It's just, yeah, I I talked about them a lot earlier, so I don't want to talk about them too much, but Tom Brady is the best quarterback who's ever played the game. He has more Super Bowl MVPs than he has losses to the Buffalo Bills. Mm. 
I saw that stat today, and I really? wanted to share it. He's got yeah. five oh Super Bowl goodness. MVPs and three yeah. losses to the Bills. He lost those three times in twenty mm-hmm. years. I actually knew that. Too. I actually knew yeah. that. Number. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Bills were terrible. The, until, the Bills like, were the Bills were awful. Josh Allen until until the like <laughs> anti vax era, but. <laughs> That's what this team will be defined as, but yeah, yeah. there's the team. <laughs> what do you guys think? Seventeen win Buccaneers. Ooh, I I think that Buccaneers at Rams on September 26th might be the most important football game for you and I's friendship ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all of our disagreement about this season is staked on that match. Uh, I think <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the Buccaneers again are a solid team, but like. I have it pulled up right now. I don't see that many threats. They they get to host Buffalo, which is fortunate. Um, playing at LA, playing at New England, those both look a little tough to me. I'm not really worried about them hosting the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, they have like way too easy of a schedule is what I'm surmising looking at this right now. This is the Super Bowl champion. <laughs> what yeah. is it? That's what I thought. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, all right, Buccaneers. Before I started, I was like, they'll probably go 12 and 5. Then I started looking at all the games and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is absurd. Yeah, they have like, yeah. I mean, it looks like the division yeah. that they've been assigned is the AFC, as the NFC East, which helps. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. They have the AFC South as well. So, yeah. I mean, oh, no, wait. It's not the AFC South. Wait. Oh, it's the AFC East. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty easy schedule. I I mean, I definitely do see them winning 13 or 14 of these. But I'm looking at, like I said, at LAR, at New England, maybe hosting Miami, hosting Buffalo. Like, those four games are going to be problematic for them. But holy cow, this schedule is so easy. I, oh really, I really wish I had looked at the schedule before we did our over-unders because yeah. I said under 12. Uh, I don't know about that anymore. But I'm uh, this is still an extremely, extremely hot take because, I mean, winning 17 games in a row in the NFL is yeah. insane. It's been done once before. 18 in a row, actually, I believe. 18 and up. 1. 18 and 1. I know you love to think about that. Yeah, 18 and 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can, I, I'm going to give this a, this is like a, this is a Carolina Reaper, dude. This is, this is as it gets. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should reserve that for our final round, but I don't know. 17 games in the first 17 game season. I'm going to tell you right now, Buccaneers, they're going to lose Sunday night football, October 14th. Uh, that's a for sure loss. So there's no, there is no way Philadelphia means that. Uh, that, I, that um, is a for sure loss, Drew. I think you're just yeah. yeah I, one team is for sure losing that game. I agree. I think, um, like, yeah. In my opinion, when when the season expanded to 17 weeks, for me, that was like the death of the perfect season, like ever being a possibility again. Like it seems so hard in the modern like NFL era with like how easy it is to review game tape and stuff like that. Like like it already seemed pretty difficult to me for a team to win 16 and now 17 it's like really tough so this schedule is pretty easy but like out of those four i could definitely see them winning like losing at least one and like and and that and that's ignoring the factor of just like every other team like putting everything into trying to be the one team to beat them so like like 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems pretty spicy to me. Like, unless, unless they're going to play their starters versus like Carolina week 17, like Carolina <laughs> 18, Carolina to me is probably going to put literally everything into that game. If, if, if the Buccaneers are 17 and now, so yeah, pretty hot likelihood four, five, maybe hot take though. I like it. I like, I like the heat. I don't like the take itself, but I like the heat. I'm going to go ahead and give this an A, uh, oh. because I really two things. I can't see them losing a division game, and I can't see them not being favored in a game. Yeah, with this offense, so I think yeah. they'll be favored in all seventeen games this year. So I can see them winning them all. Okay, you say you can't see them losing a division game. I understand the Saints had Drew Brees last year, but that was like old retirement home Drew Brees, and the Saints beat them like what was it like thirty eight to three in the regular. Saints have a good defense. They have yeah. a great defense, so that's a that's a. That's a division game I could see them losing, but yeah. other than that, <laughs> yeah. they'll be favored though. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they'll definitely be favored in every game. I mean, like the only team that they're playing who I see as being in like the same echelon as them this year is Buffalo, and they're hosting. So, like, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way you dribble up and down the court. Uh, my favorite play is the alley oop, which I will now throw to Jacob for his next Love take. It. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> what a segue. Oh, my word. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm trying to pick between my two. All right. Okay. I got one. I don't think that this is, I think this is probably the cooler of the two. Um, I'm excited to have Brendan here for this because I think that fans of teams tend to give the most realistic views on this show. Um, so mm. I think there is. Way too much heat behind the Chargers. I just, oh yeah, just way too much heat. I think that they are going to be good. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think that they, the Chargers, had an amazing year last year, but only if you allow me to add the words "all things considered" considered on that sentence, Uh, because. All things considered, <laughs> it was a pretty good year, but they did not break 500, and they still had some pretty shocking losses, even after Herbert had kind of found his groove a little bit. They've made some pretty good moves this offseason, but none that I'm like completely giddy about. To me, like historically, I feel like whenever the Chargers, if, if they've been having like a bad streak where they've been kind of out of the equation for a few years, as soon as they have like one year where they're one win below even, like everybody starts talking about them, like they're like suddenly back and that they're going to yep. con- convert on that, like in the course of a year. And Herbert's good, but I just don't see him converting on that in the course of a year. I think, as I've already said, the AFC wildcard race is going to be pretty tough. And I, I think that the Chargers are going to be hard pressed for a wild card spot. And I hear some people acting as if they're going to challenge KC for the division. And that is wild to me even even having said earlier that i i really do still think that they're going to split the series one and one it is hard for me to see a world where the chargers um are in the playoffs honestly um i'm curious what you all how you all feel about that especially brendan yeah i'll I'll take over here um and say that well first of all drew doesn't have the chargers making the playoffs if he has the two teams in the nf or the afc north yeah i guess that's true um, I mean, they technically it could be the third. Uh, yeah, there's three card. now, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. True, true. Um, but I mean, this is this is a good team. You're right. The best move we made. We, I mean, we have a new offensive line, um, and our best move was getting Derwin James back and getting Bosa back. So, 
it'll be a better team, but who's to say those guys won't get hurt again? And I don't really like our weapons that much. Seems like Eckler is going to get hurt again. And he's, I think, our best offensive player other than Herbert. So I, I don't like us that much at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know what it is about the Chargers, but I think like, there's always every year there's like three or four teams like the chargers to me where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things here to be excited about. Like who really knows how things are going to turn out, but I'm like curious about how they, how they look. And like, like I said, there's like three or four of those every year, but every time the chargers manage to be one of those, I don't hear that take. I hear like, Oh my gosh. Like, like buy your, buy your tickets for them hosting the like round three of the playoffs. It's happening. It's like, okay. <laughs> like let's slow it down. <laughs> okay. So I, I kind of see where you're coming from a little bit. They did, like, they weren't spectacular last season. Like you said, they didn't break 500. And uh, they've still, there's a lot of moving pieces. Like, first year head coach, um, could we could be seeing a sophomore slump from Justin Herbert this year. I don't think we will. But, I mean, that's not outside the realm of possibility. But um, I could see them contending for a wild card spot. But I don't... Uh, I don't think they'll be in the wild just because of how the AFC is. Yeah. Um, I think they're still a year or two away from that yeah. and being a real contender in the conference. But uh, so I don't hate this take. Can we get, can I get you to quantify it a little bit? Like, yeah, what I'd is, say what is not hot for them? Yeah. I'd, I, I'm, I'm not seeing this team breaking double digits. Like I, I think like, mm. like the, the prediction I see for them right now is like wild card, maybe even challenging the division and I've seen them like as high as like 11th or 12th on a lot of power rankings. I know it's kind of hard to quantify like where they'll actually end up on power rankings or whatever, but I see them more as like rounding out the the top half at the bottom or something like that. So I think like nine wins is probably the ceiling for this team in my opinion. And I and I think okay. that the that the playoffs is is outside of the realm of possibility. I disagree. All right. <laughs> Just frankly, I disagree. Uh-huh. There, there will be more on on my thought process here in a bit. If you catch quite my frankly, oh. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely I see what you're saying, and I think it's a great hot take, and I think it's a, a relatively likely hot take. Um, I'll go ahead and rate it about eight thousand scovels, so pretty spicy. Okay. Hotter yeah. side of the jalapeno, okay? Yeah, hotter side of the jalapeno. Jalapeno has a hotter side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, was, I was just gonna say I, I have a lot of thoughts here, but I want to save them. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an A minus because as a Chargers fan, I don't get the hype at all. We have a first year coach. I mean, I don't, I don't see it at all. So. I knew, I knew it. I'm like when I thought of this, like when I was writing out my takes earlier, I was like, Brendan's gonna be right there with me on this one. Oh, I just yeah. know it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would a Chargers fan believe in the Chargers? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why would any AFC West fan who's not a Chiefs fan believe in their team even a little bit at this point? Like it's <laughs> I'd give this one a uh, a poblano. It's a it's about below, right below a jalapeno on the mm-hmm. scale. Pretty tasty. Um but not the hottest of takes seeing as they did finish 7 and 9 last year. Still got a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Real quick, Drew, do you, have a, do you have a pepper scale pulled up right now? Oh my gosh, that's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> so, uh, quite frankly, uh, 
at the beginning, I knew that a Carolina Reaper was about two million, and I knew that a jalapeno was like seven to eight thousand. But since then, I have pulled up a pepper scale. Do you watch hot ones? <laughs> I do watch hot ones. I, yeah, I feel like I've collected a pretty good like. I feel like I could take like a blind like guess the scoville of each of these peppers tests and do pretty well just from like yeah. watching hot ones for as long as and, I have. Yeah, and also outside of that, um, my father-in-law has been growing Carolina Reapers, and he gave me one sitting in my uh, cabinet downstairs. So, what? Excited to see what I'm gonna do with that. Yeah, Ooh. hottest pepper in existence. Let's make, let's make some burritos, bro. That sounds. I'm, like... probably, I'm thinking I'm gonna make like a uh, uh, pineapple habanero hot sauce with it and also just have that in there add a lot of heat oh i think it'll be good gosh that sounds so good <laughs> all right cool well um i guess let's all present our final takes to the class now brendan if you will this one's not very fun yo <laughs> i gotta say not fun but it is hot it is hot um, and it is that we will either have a shortened or canceled season due to covid mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and I hate yeah. this take. Not even a football <laughs> take. Yeah, I actually thought about like if I wanted to go meta with COVID takes as well because I made the hot take last week that that the one of the biggest threats to the Bills is that they're probably the team most likely to lose a game or two this year. Um, and I wanted to kind of repeat that, but decided against the COVID takes. But yeah, I think that like week eighteen um, to me seems relatively in jeopardy. I'm kind of surprised that this is the year we're trying. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that, like, yeah. coming, out, coming off of a COVID year, this is the year they decide, like, hey, let's make it longer. Yeah, let's play another game this year. <laughs> yeah, this is unfortunate because I think it's I, it is a hot take, and I think it's pretty likely. Just mm. especially hearing what players say about the coronavirus and the vaccine. Yeah, you know. Just pick a pick an NFL player or pick a team, and there's likely to be one person that just has said something completely outlandish. You know? Yeah. How about the Vikings? The yeah, Vikings, the yeah. Bills, yeah. everybody. Like you to know. get plexiglass box, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, it honestly just makes me sad thinking about the, like yeah. these guys are in the NFL. These guys are like people that our kids look up to, and yeah, this is what they're saying in public about this situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me sick, but yeah, that's a good hot take. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of likely. Um, I, I think that this is going to be... <laughs> this, this almost seems like we're recording. This is our podcast now, talking about predictions about COVID, Andrew. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that um, America is about to have its, its worst COVID winter. Um, it's going to be way, way, way worse than last year. Uh, and I, especially now, like with the Delta variant and the vaccines continuing to be for some reason, optional for NFL players, there's going to be multiple team outbreaks. Two or three teams are going to have outbreaks at the very least, in my opinion, last this year. Did we only get like what, like just the Texans and, and Raiders last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. We had a problem with the Titans. Patriots. Yeah. The Titans as well. I forgot about that. The Patriots, I thought just had like a pretty like, Cam, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Patriots Cam like the first one. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots had like a defunct roster, but yeah, yeah, I guess they had <laughs> to deal with it also. But like, yeah, I, I, I think that like fourteen. If we make it out of this, out of the Delta year with only four teams having had their season affected in any degree by COVID, I will be 
shocked. <laughs> shock, shock, shocked. So, yeah. This take likelihood, seven, eight-ish, probably, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as I hate it, um, it does seem pretty likely, but it is still pretty hot because, you know, the NFL is just acting like, yeah, we're going to play 18 games. This yeah, they, I feel like the NFL will do anything to play 18, even if, like, even if week 18, like, half the teams forfeit. <laughs> like, Yeah, so I'm going to give this one a habanero. Yeah, I think it's likely yet still a hot take, probably around the two hundred thousand Scoville. Nice, nice, cool. All right. Well, that rounds me off, y'all. And I'll go ahead and give it back to Jeru. Here's the and, mic. And leave the call. Right, you're not allowed to be in the call anymore after. Yeah, you get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's gonna do his after. last take by himself. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> um, so it wouldn't be. Uh, Drew Wade wouldn't be NFLs if I didn't leave us off. Talking about the Eagles a little bit here. Specifically, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Guy's getting slept on. Half of the Eagles fan base even is saying this guy's garbage and there's some delusional people out there still wanting us to trade for Deshaun Watson, which not going to get into that on this episode. Go listen to other episodes if you want to hear my take on that. Um, but... I like it's, a a <laughs> it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop talking about it. Um, Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> so Jalen Hurts is great. Everybody in the locker room loves him. And I saw this stat about him. He has he's tied for like sixth in NFL history. He's tied with a bunch of other people. With for number of games with 300 plus uh, passing yards and 60 plus rushing yards. And this dude started four games last year. Mm. So let him play. I think he's going to be great. My hot take is he's going to have a better year this year than Lamar Jackson. Mm. I'm not, I don't think he's as good as a runner, as explosive as a runner as Lamar Jackson, but the explosiveness is still there. He can run the ball very well. And I think he's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's a little bit more well-rounded than Lamar Jackson was. I mean, it's kind of hard to come out of the Ohio State or Alabama systems. Like, I'm sorry, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State or, yeah, Oklahoma University or, like, Alabama programs without a pretty surreal <laughs> passing ability. So, right. Um, yeah, I definitely think he's more well well rounded than Lamar. I just like I think Lamar's roster is more well rounded, and like I, I mentioned rushing specifically because I think that that's like one of the only stats that I see being like really in Jalen Hurts' hands completely because y'all's receiving core drop perfect passes like they're covered in butter. So I don't know, like, <laughs> hopefully Devontae Smith will help a little bit with that this year, but we'll see. Yeah. I can see this happening, um, but I don't. I don't think he's as good of a player as Lamar. I think under the circumstances of what the Ravens have to play through, mm-hmm. uh, he could have a good year, and Lamar could have like a really bad year, and they could make it true. But I don't think ceiling wise, he's anywhere near Lamar. Mm-hmm. Anywhere near? Uh, <laughs> anywhere near? Hmm. That's an MVP. I'm not even. 
I don't even know if I actually I have an outstanding bet right now. You did a dollar free bet, so I uh, dropped the twenty dollar free bet on Jalen Hurst to win MVP. It'll win me sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> if it comes true. So, oh, wow. oh really okay, yeah, <laughs> need that thousand rushing yard season. Yeah, absolutely. What exactly was the hot take? Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a better year than Lamar Jackson. Better year than Lamar. Okay. You know, honestly. I don't think you're too far off there. I, I think there, there's a good chance of this happening. Uh, Jacob touched on his passing ability being a bit above Lamar's, and I think that's right. I, I wasn't too hot on him once Tua took over at Alabama going mm-hmm. back a couple of years. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Tua definitely deserves to be starting. Um, and I thought it was kind of a – it was an interesting move for me to watch him transfer to Oklahoma. Yeah. But, I mean, dude backed it up. Yeah. He went to Oklahoma and he balled out like almost 4,000 passing yards, over 1,000 rushing yards that year at Oklahoma. And from what I've seen in the NFL, I, he's still that good, that good of a player. He's still going to be able to make plays at this level. And yeah, I, I could definitely see him having a better year than Lamar. Yeah, on likelihood, I think I'm going to – I know I've done this for basically every take, but I think that's – I think getting the three or four on likelihood is a perfect hot take, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah. a realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I see this again. Like, I, I think, like, it's kind of – this is kind of, like, a hard one to quantify, but like I said, like, if anything, I think, like, even if I give Jalen a significant advantage in throwing capability, just with, like, catching capability considered, like – Lamar's just probably going to blow him out of the water in passing yards, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so that's tough. I don't. For me. I don't know about that because they they've got the. We touched on Marquise Brown's injury. Other than that, on their receiving core, we have Rashad Bateman, who hasn't played in the NFL yet, and he's dealing with some stuff uh, injury wise. And then we've got Sammy Watkins, who has just kind of bounced all over the league. He's he's hurt too. The pan a few times. He uh, that doesn't surprise me because he's uh, yeah. hurt. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I I, I mean, Lamar, unfortunately to me, has been kind of in like a – even though he's still like what I love the most about like the future of quarterbacks in this league, he's kind of been on a pretty clear path of regression like ever since that MVP season. Um, I know there's only like year two, but still, yeah, I kind of see it being that way. So uh, there's definitely a realm of possibility. I just, again, like quarterbacks on good teams are just going to have better stat lines, and I just – I. If if I'm picking which of these bird teams I have more faith in, it's certainly the Ravens. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, hard to quantify the likelihood of this one, but easy to quantify the Scovels. We're looking at about nine hundred thousand. I think oh, that's yeah. ghost about ghost pepper range right there. Yes, sir. Oh. I wonder if we're looking at the same chart. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent hot take, my guy Drew. Uh, like Jacob said, when the, when there's a hint of possibility it's like it just sounds outlandish at first but then you think about it, it's like well wait a minute yeah that's the mark of a good hot take and my friend no. you have done just that and yeah. for that for that reason i will offer you uh three dollars for a 95 percent share in your dollar <laughs> that's a mr wonderful deal oh and you have to give me 50 percent of the profit for every unit you sell for the next five years until i've made back my money <laughs> Well, hang on. That's actually a pretty good deal. Three dollars for a stake in the bet. Oh, Drew, wait, you could <laughs> you could get a little hedge there. That's true. could end up winning a couple of hundos there. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and give. I got to give this one. I got to give this another B. Drew. Okay. 
because I really do see it happening. Um, especially if Lamar does have the down year with no receivers, um, and Hertz gets to play against uh, the Cowboys and the Giants. So, hey, yeah, that's good for any quarterback. It's a thousand yards right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that rounds me off. Uh, I did give an Eagles take, but it sounds like, I mean, it wasn't too Homer-ish of a take. So take that for what you will. Perfect. Uh, Now we're going to throw it off to Cameron for his third and final hot take. All right. Uh, Much like Drew, I would love to give my team a hot take here, but the only hot take around the Patriots, I think, is that they're going to be awful, which I don't think is going to happen. So we're going to circle back to uh, the AFC West here. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs will be in the playoffs as a wild card team this year. Oh my goodness! Wow. Oh. Because because the uh, Los Angeles Chargers are going to do something special this year. Uh, Justin Air Bear, the uh, phenom at quarterback they have, came coming off of the best rookie season anybody has ever had at that position. Pretty much the only stat that he didn't set a record in was passing yards, which if he had played all 16 games, he would have easily passed Andrew Luck's record. They've got a top 10 running back in Austin Eckler, top 10 wide receiver in Keenan Allen, Jared Cook at tight end, offensive line is looking good, defense is looking healthier than they were last year. I I don't think there's a whole lot that can stop the Chargers, which obviously Jacob disagrees with me, but we'll get him give him a rebuttal here in a second. Uh, but I, I think this team is going to look really good which a lot of people were kind of questioning after Philip Rivers left. A lot of people were questioning when Philip Rivers was still there, to be fair, mm-hmm. what the future of this team looks like. But I think it looks like a kid from Oregon named Justin Hairbear, and they're going to be really good. They're, I don't know how this will compare to the Chargers teams of old when they had Philip Rivers and LaDainian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates running around. I mean, in 2010, that was pretty much the best season any NFL team has ever had. They didn't make the playoffs, but they had the best offense and the best defense in the league. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm high on the Chargers. I think the Chargers are winning the division. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I don't want to like repeat everything I said earlier. I, I I will say I looked at the Chargers schedule earlier today, like when I was quantifying some of these takes, and m- much like the Buccaneers, there wasn't a whole lot of games that jumped out as me at, to me as being like, oh my gosh, like well they're really gonna have to shore up for that. I mean, obviously they had to play the Chiefs twice. Um, they're hosting the Browns at some point. They're hosting the Patriots as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, outside of that, I, I mean, nothing too crazy. Oh, they're playing in Baltimore. So, I mean, there you go. Like, so with all that, November 7th. Sorry. Uh, what did you say? I said they're going to lose on November 7th at 3 Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, like, some great news for them. They have the <laughs> NFC East as their <laughs> NFC division. Um, like, they have the uh, AFC uh north if i'm not mistaken is their division so i mean there's going to be some issues there but the Bengals are pretty easy um steelers are i mean the steelers so we'll see i mean i don't know chargers i think couldn't have a great year it's just like i said i just like i I need to see it first i think that's the biggest thing for me like there there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this team on paper but not necessarily like a like a like a a, f- a feeling reason for me to be excited about them. And I, I, like I said, see enough teams like this come and go without actually cementing themselves that I just don't really know why it's going to be the chargers this, this year, this chargers like to be the first one of these teams to like actually really 
matter, especially to the degree of the Chiefs, like losing this division, which I also have a Chiefs related take. So, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be phenomenal, but there, there you have it. Um, Andrew. I like the Chargers this year. I uh, talked about it a little bit already when you gave yours, but I don't know about unseating the uh, Chiefs this early on. Like I said, I think one or two years we're definitely going to see uh, more contention there. So hopefully the Broncos as well. Yeah, it could be yeah. like could be the NFC West of this year. But um, you know, I I like it. I would like to see the Chargers succeed. I think that'll be fun. But this is a very hot take. Uh, I'll probably give this one a, a ghost pepper. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like a of a, a, a two for me. I think Brendan, you got to start on your team last time. You can round us up this time. What do you yeah, think? well, I mean, of course, this is what I want to have happen, but just I just can't get my hopes up for this team, especially with the first year head coach. Um, and the Chiefs being a wild card team, I don't see them losing that many games either with that offense and Andy Reid back. So, yeah, I'll I'll grade this one. I'll go ahead and do it now. I'm gonna give this a C because uh, I gave the other one an A, and because I don't think I don't think this team is gonna be that good i don't know yeah mm. chiefs do have a pretty tough schedule they're hosting cleveland week one and then playing in baltimore immediately after um two against los angeles if you want to take both sides of that coin they're going to beat the eagles we don't got to worry about that before we play the eagles so that's tough <laughs> they're <laughs> they're hosting buffalo they're playing in tennessee they're playing in washington they're hosting green bay um they're Is that our first four games no, this is just uh-huh. like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there there is a pretty, there are a, a few pretty tough games for the Chiefs this year. So yeah, they're the Chiefs are certainly not getting fourteen wins this year. I, I think we all agree on that. Like <laughs> I like that to me has no chance of repeating itself. But well, that was my last take, and we've saved the last for last. I guess Jacob, let us hear it. We're gonna round it off with what what other than Jacob. Putting, putting it, putting it, laying it down on the line on Patrick Mahomes. So here we go. Chiefs are still going to be great. I still have them power rank number one going into the season. I think that they're really good. Like I said, I don't see them winning fourteen wins. I, I just think that like, like if, if we kind of if we want to talk about like like I've already said about the Buccaneers like setting the level last year. I think the Chiefs did that a couple of years ago, like way higher, <laughs> and like the league has just been like rising to that um, over the course of the last couple of years. And every year they look a little less exciting to me than they do that than they did that first year where Patrick Mahomes had his MVP season and won. Am I not mistaken? Right? Was that the same year? No, he won MVP, and then they lost in the AFC Championship game. That's that right. Year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then they won the Super Bowl the next year, and then they lost the Super yeah. Bowl last year. Yeah. So yeah, like each each year I've kind of seen like the league as a whole kind of rise to it. I think that the Chiefs as a team are phenomenal. Here and I think that they this offseason are doing some very wise movement on defense to shore up a pretty clear issue over there. I think even though the Chiefs are probably still going to win this division, probably still find themselves around like twelve or thirteen wins. Um, I think that Patrick Mahomes will not be viewed as being one of this year's top five quarterbacks. I don't necessarily mean. Wow. I don't necessarily mean that everybody in the league is going to have him off of the top five, like in the league list. I'm just saying like, 
I, again, this is kind of a hard one to, to quantify, but I think retrospectively at the end of the year, I don't see Patrick Mahomes being like a top five performing quarterback for a lot of people this year. Um, just because there are, Drew, you've said this as well. There are so many teams in this league that are just simply going to live or die by their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, everything on in so many of these franchises has been put into the quarterback. And a lot of these teams are running quarterbacks. They've only had for like a year or two. So I just think that there's going to be a lot of like breakout years. I think we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks like really show their worth. I've already said that I think Josh Allen is going to have a, a MVP caliber se- MVP caliber season. I feel like Baker is also going to like do really well I, talking about, some like other candidates for top five Lamar, even though we've already said it's going to have a tough year, still think that he might be in the equation. I think Tua could look pretty good. I think that, um, that you still have like all the quarterbacks in the, in the, um, NFC West, like all four of them could easily be in a top five list if they're, if the year goes right for any of those teams. Um, but when I'm looking at the chiefs, the O-line is starting to impress me a little bit less um they are facing a lot of good defenses i think that patrick mahomes is going to have more interceptions than he's used to i think he's going to get sacked a lot more than he's used to and it's going to lead to a lot more negative yards than they're used to i think like he's still going to be absurd and and like passing yards because i mean we're talking about patrick mahomes so like of course he's going to be absurd in passing yards but i i think this is going to be one of his worst years and i would not and i and i'm expecting him to not be a centerpiece in the quarter pack conversation this year. So there you mm. go. This, this is pretty spicy because I'm not sure I've seen literally anybody else like in the NFL world, give this take. Uh, I think Cameron might agree with you here because uh, he's been known to not be a huge Patty Mahomes fan himself, but um, this is definitely a hot take. I'm glad you saved this one for last. Um, <laughs> I don't, I just nothing. Uh, he hasn't been, Obviously, he hasn't thrown for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns again right. since that MVP season. But, I mean, I don't think I've seen anything from him or this offense. Besides the Super Bowl game, I think they'll learn a lot from that. I don't think I've seen anything else to suggest that this guy's slowing down anytime soon. So, I feel like whenever you talk about top five quarterbacks in the league, he's going to be in that conversation for this year. But, definitely a super hot take. Yeah, this is a super hot take. Um, I still have Mahomes as a top quarterback. Definitely, I think, still the most talented guy in the league um, and still on pace to potentially be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think so, too. I just think this is going to be, like, a a, a bad year for him, mostly, is sort of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. This one is interesting. I I think I like this one, to be honest. (laughs) Um, color me shocked. Yeah, color, <laughs> color drew impressed and green with envy and all the colors you can color him. But I, I think a big part of my last take was the Chiefs having a bit of a dip mm-hmm. and the Chargers taking advantage of that. But when you look around the league, like I, I was doing this the other day when I was thinking about who was winning games and whatnot. I don't know if we've ever had so much talent at the quarterback position yeah, in the league at one time. And and that for that reason alone, like Mahomes could still have a good year comparatively mm-hmm. to like other quarterbacks, but there's so much firepower. Like think about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's still getting it done. Yeah, Matthew I forgot Stafford, both of those guys, but yeah, those are both great options. Also, <laughs> you know, yeah. Justin and Justin Herbert could do something. Derek Carr, I think, is an elite level quarterback still. Ryan Tannehill has proved me wrong time and time again, 
there's just so yeah. many people that could have a better year than Mahomes. And I, I could definitely see him outside the top five. I can also see him blowing everybody away, to be fair, to Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, this is a very spicy take. And like I said, when they've got a little bit of a hint of possibility to them, that makes them that much better. Heck yeah. Yeah, so as far as uh, Peppers go, I know I've already given Carolina Reaper, but that's like literally the hottest one there is. So Two Carolina Reapers. <laughs> Even spicier Carolina Reaper. Jalapeno-wrapped Carolina Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would give this one probably 15 million scobles. Super, oh, wow. hot, super hot fire, as the kids are saying these days. Perfect. It's Christopher Walken is saying these days. Because that's who you just super sounded like. Said that. Oh, no. It's a great hot take. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this is very spicy. Heck yeah. I'll give this one an A as well, just because I agree that I haven't heard it at all. I pretty much just heard that, I don't know, everyone's talking about just Mahomes coming back and having another great year and them in the Super Bowl again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the information you only hear on NFLs. <laughs> well, yeah. how else could I end this episode without dunking on my least favorite player in the league, bro? Come on, <laughs> you gotta do it to him. Hey, has he unseated Tom Brady as your least favorite? Then uh, I don't know. I mean, like that Madden cover was basically like the worst that the, that the planet <laughs> could be for me. So, like, it, it's kind of. Like, I think. I think current like. It's it's funny how they said like oh yeah like Tom Brady's the overall goat and Patrick Patrick Mahomes is like the greatest in the game right now I agree with that and I also feel like you could change out like the greatest at football in the statement being like greatest at like pissing me off and it's also like, really true <laughs> like, like, I don't hate Tom Brady as much as Mahomes right now but like I've hated Tom Brady for like twenty years so come on <laughs> <laughs> old habits die hard that's right. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, that does it for our hot takes. It was a little bit of a longer episode, but I had fun. I, I had fun with all the conversation. I think we brought some interesting discussion to the table. I think it's funny. Yeah. We we stayed pretty tightly in a couple divisions. I, I can tell where the narrative lies for, for this group of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess when, like, you have four people, two of them root for AFC West teams, and, like, one of the AFC West teams is, like, the Chiefs. It's really easy to talk about them for a while. <laughs> yeah. You, you mentioned wanting to find a team for the Patriots. I tried to find a team for the – I mean, uh, sorry, trying to find a take for the Patriots. I tried to find a take for the Patriots as well because I had one for both of the other teams. Um, and like you said, I think the only hot takes you could give for them are that, like, they're going to be the best best in the AFC or be bad because I just think they're going to be, like, good in the AFC basically. Yeah. Um, and, like, with the Broncos, I tried to come up with a hot take for them as well to have one for my own team. And, I mean – I, I got. I feel exactly the same as I have for, about these guys for like the last four years. Like we're we're gonna end somewhere between five and nine wins, and I hope it's nine, but it'll probably be five. <laughs> we're getting close to hunger strike season, everyone. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they playing week one? I, I'm sure we're gonna lose week one. Let's see here, we Giants got... week one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh so. yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. Oh wait. Oh my gosh! Giants, Jags, Jets! Oh my gosh! Oh, buddy! Oh, you, can we be three and zero in October? You're setting yourself up for some hot oh disappointment. You could be zero and three to three young quarterbacks. Yeah, fighting for their lives. This could be the best or the worst month of my of my life, guys. Let's see. <laughs>
well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in again. Um, I've been enjoying doing these little preseason episodes. I hope you have been as well, Andrew. I think it's fun just to open to to break the format a little bit more often than the show. Yeah, so. absolutely. Don't want to get it too stale. Yeah. Um, also. Sure. Thank you to the boys for mm-hmm. being on. It was great to have you guys on. Very yeah. fun episode. Do either of you have anything you want to plug to our listeners? Uh, obviously, got to plug next season sports media, mm-hmm. making yeah. it all possible. Yeah, super excited about the future with that. Uh, getting the website up and running, getting some articles going. And uh, the Good NBA Podcast is the only NBA podcast I have ever listened to. So it's probably <laughs> the only one you should listen to. It's to. the good one. So. It's that's, the good one. That's facts. <laughs> Outside of that, I would also just like to plug uh, Allie and I, my fiance, we have our own podcast called The Youth Room. Uh, talk about our experiences in youth ministry and just things along those lines. If you're interested in that, give that a listen as well. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Brilliant. Awesome. I've, I've got nothing other than the Good NBA podcast. Nothing that hasn't already been said. Perfect. Appreciate you guys for having us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and a blast. Yeah, for sure. I, I hopefully we can get you both on for a normal episode at some point as well this season. So Definitely. we'll have to review our hot takes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Your review episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Drew and I finally have an episode at the end of the year that looks back at the whole season. When, yeah, when we finally actually happen. When we finally deliver on that promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at NFLAs. That's NFLLAS. Hopefully, you know that because you're listening. Um, and just tell a friend, you know, because um, that's what it's all about in this in this game we call podcasting. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's gonna. Oh, and check out Drew and I's podcast. Uh, this is our podcast, which has been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, <laughs> Since last Thursday, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are attempting to put out episodes of that show, including one that will drop alongside this episode of this show about at the same time. So, yeah, once you're done listening to this, hop on over and listen to the newest episode of Tiop because there is one. So there you go. And I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, thank you, Brennan and Cameron. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. <laughs> My name is Drew Wade. The coin's coming back real, real soon, I promise. Woohoo! The coin! Woo! Coin! <laughs>